Some days you got to wake up and say, I got a fat ass and a good heart. And that's got to count for something. Can I get an amen? And welcome back to Poor Life Decision. I'm Chris. And live from an African elephant's ass crack, I'm Doyen. That is extremely... I feel like it would, I feel like it would be hot. <laughs> I just... The levels of... <laughs> it's the imagery, huh? Y'all like just it. don't know. Like Doyen does not tell me these ahead of time. So I am just as shocked as you all. When I hear these, I hear them with you for the first time. So today, I feel like in Texas, it's been a, maybe in the 90s. Not No, it's in the lower hundreds. But I also turned off my AC upstairs in energy conversa- conservation, and now I'm upstairs and it's hot. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I, that is not where I'm going to conserve energy. <laughs> I may try in other ways, but um. <laughs> Your girl needs air conditioning. Well, I was downstairs, which is why I turned it off and I forgot to turn it on. But that's pretty, pretty, that's good that you have two separate units, though. Mm -hmm. Because otherwise you'd have to run back and forth. I'm surprised it's 2022 and I'm still teaching people this. But when Mm -hmm. you have an upstairs and a downstairs, you have to close some of the vents that are downstairs and it'll push the air up and that way it's not so hot upstairs Mm. i learned this girl learned quick (laughs) (laughs) i moved into my first town home in 2003 Mm. that was my first time ever living in one Mm. and i was like oh no oh no oh oh something something's wrong (laughs) i called the office like every day and the off and finally they were like you just gotta close some of your vents downstairs i was like okay and it worked I wish you were here when I was renting a townhome or a duplex in Garland, and I was freezing my ass off downstairs, and everybody was burning up upstairs. Yes. <laughs> That's fun. So, what's been going on with you, and what are you drinking? You were talking to a thrice professional bouquet catcher. As of Saturday. <laughs> okay. Add it to the resume. I know, right? Um, so I went to Ohio for one of, I call her my Dallas besties wedding. It was a lot of fun. We had a lot of great times. And so today I came back, well, I came back yesterday. I had the good sense to take today off. And so I got a massage and Ooh. henna eyebrows done. And I feel relaxed until the shit show that's tomorrow when I go back to work. <laughs> so you 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 took a i mean yeah mm-hmm. self-care at its best hashtag self-care I'm speaking of other self-care is my therapist sent me like a piece of paper well it was like a worksheet and i'm supposed to talk about <laughs> stuff and fill it out i'm like girl this is too much can we do this together can you hold my hand <laughs> They make me think. I'm like, girl, I don't know. That's why I'm here. Right. Well, what do you think? Well, what do you? I don't know. <laughs> right. <sighs> yes. <laughs> Otherwise, um, life, life is mostly consumed by the wedding last week. So <laughs> that was pretty much that. Um, I did watch some Stranger Things. We're actually in season two right now. Okay. Um, I love that little curly headed boy. He Lucas. got a mouth not on Lucas. him. Well, not Lucas, Matt is his real name. Matt. I can't think of his name on the show. To say yeah, that. I was trying to figure out his show name, and they kept giving me his real name, and I was like, but I need to know the show name. But anyways, um, <laughs> he has a mouth on him, and I love him so much. <laughs> and the little black boy, too. He's just like, what the fuck am I doing here at all yeah, times? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you need to get a move on. <laughs> It's almost time oh, to wrap sorry. it up. Lastly, I am no, I meant on on Stranger Things. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, no, sorry, I meant on Stranger Things. <laughs> I can skip two and three and go to four. I'm working on. It. 
You um, girl. <laughs> and then what I'm drinking, I'm drinking a lavender limoncello today. <laughs> mm. Um if you're a well behaved human, limoncello is usually like an after dinner meal or drink. I haven't eaten dinner, so I'm just drinking it because yeah. it was easy and all I had to do was add ice. <laughs> mm, those are the best options. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so how are you doing what are you up to what are you drinking um so tonight i am drinking uh it's called licks l-i-q-s um it was mojito in a box now first mm. of all y'all know i love box wine i wasn't even looking at the box wine i was just walking past it and it caught my eye, and I was like, mojito in a box? I'm going to mm-hmm. try it. And I like it. It is surprisingly minty, and I really like it. I like a very minty mojito. This is mm-hmm. really minty. I like it. I will say, um, back in the day, after I crossed, my big sister used to work at um, in Ruby Tuesday mm-hmm. at the bar. And so I wasn't... Never mind. But mojitos that's what i like <laughs> i mean let's strung out on mojitos listen. like you know I've, everybody has hopefully everybody has like a mojito moment in their life where it's just it had a strong hold <laughs> in their life <laughs> listen this was back in the day this is back in the burning cd days okay <laughs> i was supposed to be burning cd i don't even remember what we were doing but i was supposed to be burning cds for something I was over at, this is, Tara and Candace were roommates. I was at their house. Mm-hmm. I went to their house, made mojitos at their house now. Mm-hmm. I, I think I'm doing it big. Got some fresh mint. Oh, yeah. We doing it up. Mm-hmm. I was so goddamn drunk. I made, like, five copies of the same <laughs> CD. <laughs> I can't, I, I'm sure, because Candace has this type of memory, I'm sure she can remember what the CD was. Off the top of my head, I think it was Danity Kane. Yeah. <laughs> Who needs five Danity Kane? Nobody! Nobody! I was feeling so good. I was just popping them in, popping them out. That mojito got me right. And, and I had, like, that was, I went through a mojito phase. Mm-hmm. Started by another, uh, she's actually a soror, but she's not from our school, or from mm-hmm. our chapter, but she, that was the first time I'd ever had a fresh one, like mm-hmm. fresh mint out of somebody's garden. Mm-hmm. And it just had me in a little time period where all I wanted was mojito. That and Ruby relaxers, I was like, <laughs> <laughs> give me all the sugar-filled alcohol, please. <laughs> oh, don't go somewhere and they put you a little piece a sugar cane in your mojito. Oh my god, they used to have that. Yes, yes. And my type one diabetic ass was like, <laughs> we are really, we are really having good times over mojitos. But yes, that's, that's basic all I as got fuck. Today. It's okay. <laughs> <sighs> so otherwise, how are you? What have you been up to? Uh huh. Great. Okay. <laughs> 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 I will say I spent a large part of the weekend high. Um, Me too. Um, here at Poor Life Decision, we do not condone the... Look, everybody's do the best you can to get by. <laughs> <laughs> everybody's do the best you can. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Uh, you know, things are legal in Michigan. And Ohio was like a sneeze away from Michigan. So one of the bridesmaids made us uh, a box of treats. Well, everything is legal in my house. (laughs) (laughs) In the Republic of Chris, it's legal. Exactly. Exactly. It was good times. And I'm going to tell you, this is so weird, but sometimes I feel like, so I had an edible, but and I've been eating off of it all weekend. But Sometimes it feels like those CBD, like gummies, they're worse than just having a regular edible for me sometimes. Delta 8 be kicking my ass. (laughs) Okay, so Friday, I had a piece of a Delta 8 gummy. Mm -hmm. 
And I was like, why do I have this whole pack of gummies in my bedside table and I never touch them? Mm-hmm. Because I forgot how it mm-hmm. did me the last time. But I did remember <laughs> to only do half of a piece because mm-hmm. the whole one made my mouth too dry. Mm-hmm. So I did half a piece. And my legs didn't know what they were supposed to do. <laughs> my legs didn't know what they were supposed to do. But thankfully, I also had like a real edible. I had a, well, my friend that said it to me said Rice Krispie Treat. But it's not Rice Krispie. It's Fruity Pebbles. And I'm not pleased with that. But you know what? Mm-hmm. It's the job done. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, I will definitely say in 20 years, they're going to be like, did you have a Delta 8 gummy? You have mesothelioma. Let's see. <laughs> I mean, something. My legs. There's something wrong with them. Like <laughs> my legs did not know what to do. They didn't know what to do. And then Saturday, we're just gonna say Saturday. I had a lot of recreational refreshments, and mm. at one point, I was just sitting in the floor looking, <laughs> just sitting there looking. I love that for you. <laughs> And it's I actually funny because, like, I knew if I tried mm-hmm. to get up, my legs were gonna fail me. So I just continued <laughs> to sit there, and then I just kind of, you know, instead of folding the clothes, I just I had a basket of clothes on the floor. I just laid over on the clothes and watched TV. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just it's really funny because like James, when he's high, he's really chatty. When I'm high, I'm really quiet. Yeah. I'm really quiet. <laughs> And so, but it's so opposite when we're yeah. both sober. Yeah. It's funny. Anyways. Okay. So let's go ahead and get into our current events. Okay. So I'm going to go ahead and just admit that I don't pay attention to Breakfast Club because I don't really like Charlemagne. But um, I know well, this is a big thing and I saw it on Twitter. So I guess we have to talk about it. Angela Yee is leaving Breakfast Club for her own show with iHeartRadio. And so I did see, maybe it was a BuzzFeed article, and they were like, oh, and then everybody showed their favorite moments. And I, I hate BuzzFeed. I don't know why I, I pay attention <laughs> to them. But, um, yeah. So. I don't like BuzzFeed either. And what's crazy is that so many of our faves got their start at BuzzFeed. So mm-hmm. I feel like that's how I met a lot of my internet faves, but I don't like BuzzFeed either. No. But I do like their quizzes when I ain't got shit to do. Exactly. There's something wrong with it. It's like a love-hate. But, um, so they, she's gonna have a show called Way Up with Angela Yee starting the fall. Also, her podcast lip service will be moving to iHeart Podcast Network. So, I assume you actually pay attention to Breakfast Club, so how do you feel about this? I used to pay attention to Breakfast Club. I used to be an avid listener. Then I went to just listening when it was somebody on there who I wanted to hear their video, their interview mm-hmm. to nothing. <laughs> because <laughs> it just became too hard. Um, so when I first saw the tweet, so she sent out a tweet and it was kind of like, Breakfast Club, as you know, it is over or something like that. Well, mm-hmm. I got excited because I thought that meant they was canceling the whole show. <laughs> I can see that. That could happen. Which I I know that people feel like Breakfast Club is an important part of the culture. And uh, sure. But um, I don't know how to. I'm trying to be pro-girl. Mm-hmm. And uh, pro-black woman. So uh, I'm just going to say congratulations. I don't know who would want to listen to her, but not me. But uh, congratulations. <laughs> I don't. I mean, have you ever listened to anything? Have you ever listened to her podcast, Lip Service? Mm-mm. Don't don't worry about it. Um, okay. <laughs> she's just. I was really shocked that she got. I mean, she's been in this game for a long time. And I know a lot of people consider her to be good at what she does. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I feel like you have to have a lot of personality to carry a radio show. Mm-hmm. So that's where my concern falls. But mm-hmm. more power to you. I will not be listening. But girl, I will give you some likes on Instagram or something. Yeah. Get your coins, sis. <clears throat> yeah. We all can eat. Everybody does have to listen to everything. 
Okay, so next up, CNN has crashed on me. Okay, so <laughs> next up, um, and then now they want me to know if I want to do their stupid five things thing. See, technology is hard. Are you sure Mercury is not in microwave? I have no idea. <laughs> it feels like something's just fucked up. Anyways, okay, so um the jury found alex jones should pay 45.2 million in punitive damages to the parents of the sandy hook shooting victim to which i say good yeah. and, <laughs> and you don't have to go through that whole article yeah. or whatever yeah i just wanted to say burn it all down everything that mm -hmm. he touches let it crumble yeah everything like he yeah. is so and if any Trash. of you i mean i know that this is the main podcast for the bulk of our listeners but if you ever get a chance to listen to behind the bastards let me tell you they rip him a new one every chance they get <laughs> he is just vile um i feel like his lawyer uh leaked his text on purpose and mm -hmm. i find that funny and i just hope that everything he touches crumbles i will say behind the bastards recently was like hey we got an episode about Clarence Thomas, and I was like, yes, fuck him. <laughs> Did you see how many fingers I'm holding up? She said four. That's how many episodes long Clarence Thomas's thing is. Mm. Most of most people get two episodes. He got four. Mm -hmm. And I'm not even finished with the last one. I'm on the fourth one. Mm -hmm. I probably do when I have to focus on something. Because apparently, having another word, uh, voice, helps me to ignore the voice in my head so I can do things. Yes. So. I don't do any, like, if there's something I need to focus on, I don't do it in mm -hmm. silence. Um, But it depends on what I'm doing for what I'm listening to. So, like, something that I need yeah. to be thinking, then it's just music. Yeah. I, I'll listen to a pod if it's something that I'm doing that's mindless, like fouling or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So... This article by Vice was really weird to me. Anyways, so <laughs> Instagram admits it's not good after Kardashians beg it to stop copying TikTok. Uh, we've seen this before. They uh, they realized we were on Snapchat, so Instagram decided they would try to be Snapchat. Yep. And now their big thing is TikTok. But the thing about it is they're fucking with our feeds. So now most of the things we see are reels. I think they say up to 50% of that is people we don't follow. And so the Kardashians, and it's weird that like all of us have been pissed about it, but the Kardashians complained. And that was what brought the CEO to talk about their itch situation. So he made a whole video. Didn't really... I, when it's in going to watch that you know i don't like videos and i'm not gonna <laughs> listen to this white man complain about or try to explain to us why they screwed up our whole um <laughs> user experience but so they're like well it's not good right now but we're working on it and i'm like i don't feel like they're going to get it better it's not so him saying it's not good and they're working on it that was pertaining specifically to this whole screen view that they were trying mm -hmm. out. And he just, like some of the things he said may have been a fact, but to me it was lacking context. So like <laughs> his thing was like, well, whether we like it or not, excuse me, Instagram is moving more towards videos. More people are posting videos. And while that may be true. Some of that is because people are going to follow whatever the algorithm is pulling the most, whatever's going to mm -hmm. get you posted the most. People are, people who need it, like when we are posting, we're trying to get visibility. So we're going to do what's going to keep us popping up. Mm -hmm. But also, yeah, people are posting videos. They're posting their TikToks. And... Mm -hmm. that don't mean I want to see that type of deal over here though I mm -hmm. don't mind seeing somebody's video of their TikTok mm -hmm. but I don't want to see a bunch of reels especially when 
they don't play all the way out or I got to watch, I got to click on keep watching or it's got to do, it's just, when I want mm-hmm. TikTok, I go on TikTok. Right. Like pick you a lane and stick with it. That's I was it. definitely telling my friend, I'm like, I watch about 30% of the videos people send me. <laughs> I just like, I like I like still things. I don't really care to watch a lot of videos. If it's a TikTok, it's... I will watch it. Um, yes. But being on Instagram, I mean, I just, I just think it was out of context to what he was saying. Yeah. And I, I don't know. It, as a content producer, it fucking annoys me that I had to make reels when all I really wanted to do was just do something really quick and have a conversation with my people, but I can't unless if there's reels. But alas. Yeah, he just, I mean, they're basically chasing a fan base, and I just don't think... I hate to use Twitter as an example because as far as numbers go, mm-hmm. Twitter is the underling of the game, but mm-hmm. I feel like they've... I feel like they have a niche and they've stuck with it. Now they've tried mm-hmm. different things. Some this damn Twitter blue. <laughs> some, listen, is that even still around? I don't know, but I'm not paying for like, Twitter. No, nobody's paying for Twitter. Nobody's paying for Twitter. But it's like when something wasn't working, they said okay, and they did away with it. It's not working. Okay, we're not gonna mm-hmm. keep making you do this. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like. I feel like Instagram, which is Facebook, which is Meta, I just feel like they want to take over everything. And it's like, just get your lane and chill mm-hmm. the fuck out. Because yeah. pretty soon, people aren't going to aren't gonna use you at all. And, and the whole thing with Reels, it was like, nobody was like, oh shit, let me shut down my TikTok. Because TikTok still has, like, the TikTok algorithm makes sense. You put on a viral sound, you use a viral hashtag, you get seen. Right. Instagram is still not that way. And furthermore, Facebook, for some reason, wants to show me pregnant people all the time. And I'm like, I'm going to watch it, but I'm not trying to be pregnant. Leave me alone. Well, stop watching it. (laughs) If you keep watching it, they're going to keep showing it. (laughs) Mm -mm -mm. Anyways, (laughs) probably, but still, (laughs) leave me alone. Um, But I don't know. They just, the thing about, people like facebook is that they started off young and new and it's just there's a lack of morality they were so excited about everything and like for them to be constantly trying to like copy social media and trying to like bogart them i don't like it i don't like them (laughs) yep but i have to use them because everybody's on there but less Okay, um, so, praise Tank, that's all I was going to say. He defended Beyonce after a bishop condemned her thotty record church girl. Uh, Bishop Patrick Wooden Sr., some Kojic guy, uh, wasn't too happy with the song Church Girl with Twinkie Clark's sample, and of course he wanted to condemn it, and I'm like, listen, at least we show up in the morning. We be in church serving. Shut your face and <laughs> figure something else out. He's just <laughs> awful. And like, he really could have mm-hmm. taken that song and used it, turned it into a meaningful sermon, but mm-hmm. instead he chose hate. And I really like that Tank stepped up. I mean, first of all, we love Tank anyway. Mm-hmm. Tank is so freaking unproblematic well he has this one thing that he does that i don't like but other than that he's so mm-hmm. freaking unproblematic mm-hmm. and he's like listen preacher man this ain't the way you want to go like this yeah. ain't it and then second of all why do you care mm-hmm. if twinkie is okay with it which she is she has given us a great response mm-hmm. if dorinda who's my personal favorite well mm-hmm. no karen might be my favorite i don't know who my favorite is but if Dorinda said, leave Beyonce alone, leave Beyonce alone. The mm-hmm. Clark sisters, listen. And that song was 
the perfect song is center of his wheel it's the perfect song also the clark sisters um who we all know for their gospel music their biggest breakout record you brought the sunshine was big in the clubs and they talk about Mm -hmm. that like in their story they talk about how that song broke in the clubs and they got to go to the club to perform and Mm-hmm. You know, their mama, Dr. Maddie Moss Clark, was like, oh, say that song, get out of here. <laughs> like, it was, <laughs> it was no hanging around, but like, it's music. And the empowerment that comes from that song, like, sir, Everything. black women, black women can be and are all things. We're all things. We are. I would definitely say, like, a lot of our secular singers started off in the church and then um i loved how tank was like who are you to question the salvation of beyonce who gives you authority and that right to question what she believes in her heart because it's a song on top of a clark sisters record and the thing about it is also we do opposite like kirk franklin picks up lots of secular songs and makes it into a christian song so it's like there's just the Venn diagram is very, very overlapping. Uh, it comes to Christian and secular and why? Like, and then he said that I love the judgment that you have cast, assuming that this woman has sold her soul to the devil, immediately condemning her to hell. Where did you find this position? Mm-hmm. Who gave you God's position? Who? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad he brought up her because the pastor, um, was like questioning her salvation and saying mm-hmm. it's proven fact. And it's like, why, sir, Ooh. unless you finna <laughs> send out uh some um <laughs> I was finna say I was finna say circumvent, but Grant hate when I say circumvent. Um <laughs> <laughs> if you finna send out some wine and bread and pray for her, that's one thing. Uh, mm-hmm. any any other way or you finna invite her to service, but you don't you don't know nobody's relationship with the Lord. You don't know mm-hmm. that. So you don't get your twisted mouth up nowhere and say nothing like that. Yeah. And I'ma stop before I run out. <laughs> I yeah. I just like this album, I don't know what it was about it. Maybe they've been like this before. But everybody like there's so many people that just love like for the attention to be mad at Beyonce over this oh, album. Yeah, this album is time, so right. happy. Yeah. It's so happy. It's crazy because the album is so happy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think they brought up like 50 Cent and some drama between him and Jay-Z and Beyonce called him out. I'm like, what? what? <laughs> I'm so ashamed of my cancer brother. I'm just so ashamed. <laughs> but uh, lastly, um, I saw this on Instagram and definitely shared it. It was like free her until it's backwards. <laughs> Good says Carla Jefferson made over eleven thousand calls to police so far this year. At one point, she made five hundred twelve calls in twenty four hours. Um, and so she was just calling just to argue with anybody who would answer. <laughs> And she let and him like, know if you hang up, I'm calling right back. Right. Like, even her mugshot looks like, and I meant it too. It does. Her <laughs> mugshot looks like, and I'm finna do it again as soon as I get out of here. <laughs> so she was arrested in June for refusing to stop the calls, and they're arrested again for coming to call and belittle the dispatchers. And I'm like, free hire till it's backwards. <laughs> This is a Florida person that we can stand behind. <laughs> like, I wish I had the time. I don't like calling anybody. So there's that. I never got into <laughs> prank calls when I was younger, but like <sighs> my cousins and I did a few, but not me. I That just wasn't my thing. Mm. But even with my family, like, you know, on Fridays we'd eat pizza. And I didn't like calling the pizza person ever. I was so glad when apps came out. My friend, I'm planning her baby shower. She's like, yeah, I'll call my mom. 
it took me a week to get the nerve to call her mom because I just don't like calling strangers. Yeah, I do not like calling people I don't know. Now, I don't have a problem calling and ordering stuff, but I hate calling people I don't know. Yeah. Right. <laughs> okay, we're going to take a real quick break and we'll be right back. All righty. We are back, and it is time for our Someone Something. Someone Something. Alrighty. Um, and, you know, tonight we're just going to give it up for the awesome, illustrious, best there ever was, the official mm-hmm. GOAT of all time, Serena Williams. All right. The Serena Williams. The. It's the next step in evolution for the tennis phenom. Serena Williams has announced her retirement from tennis after the U.S. Open, Vogue reports. Williams' name first started ringing bells at the age of 10, being featured in a New York Times article about her father's decision to send her and older sister Venus age 11 at the time, to a Florida tennis academy. By 14, Serena played in her first match, and while she lost, she just kept getting better. Now, she's walking away as one of the greatest to ever play the game, holding 23 Grand Slam titles under her belt and an entire Nike building name in her honor. And while Williams feels like she has more tennis left in her, the superstar opened up about feeling she's at a critical juncture in her life where it's time to transition. Believe me, I never wanted to have to choose between tennis and a family. I don't think it's fair. If I were a guy, I wouldn't be writing this because I'd be out there playing and winning while my wife was doing the physical labor of expanding our family. Maybe I'd be more of a Tom Brady if I had that opportunity, Williams wrote. Listen, let me tell you something. I ain't no athlete, but mm-hmm. I felt that. I felt that. Mm-hmm. Williams opened up about her work with Serena Ventures and her desire to not only focus more on those investments, but also on the investments within her own family. She and her husband have been trying to have another child, and she's clear that she doesn't want to get pregnant again as an athlete. Given the life-threatening complications she experienced during her owned her you know her last childbirth and her investment in the maternal morality crawl mortality crisis is completely understandable however williams is hesitant to call it retirement preferring instead to refer to it as a transition i'm going to be honest there is no happiness in this topic for me i know it's not the usual thing to say but i feel a great deal of pain It's the hardest thing that I could ever imagine. I hate it. I hate that I have to be at this crossroads. I keep saying to myself, I wish it could be easy for me, but it's not. I'm torn. I don't want it to be over, but at the same time, I'm ready for what's next, said Williams. Um, And I'm just going to end it there. The article will be in the show notes um, as always, but I just wanted to shed some light on Serena, who... Honestly, it's the greatest athlete of all time. Like, it's not even best Mm -hmm. tennis player. It's not even best female athlete. She's the best athlete, hands down, of all time. And I hate that she finds herself in this position. Um, It is, even without being an athlete, it is one that many women find themselves in. And you can hear the hurt in her statement. Like, I shouldn't have to make this choice. I should be able to do what I love and have a family. But alas, mm-hmm. here we are. And it resonated with me a lot as nearing 35, trying to decide if I want to still have a child, but knowing that like all the work of having a child will mostly be held by me. Yep. On top of all the other shit that I do. <laughs> yep. And I'm like, I don't know if I could choose to do all of that and be overwhelmed for the, next, for the rest of my life. Yep. We feel you, Serena. We feel you. All right. Um, Bottom of my heart. <laughs> but we will 
love you and we will support you in anything you do if you want to make socks girl i'll buy all your socks (laughs) whatever comes next girl we will be there (laughs) we're supporting the hell out of her all right so it's time to move on for tonight's poor life decision poor life decision so tonight and listen levels okay levels it's called (laughs) metacognition because there are levels to this i am so tired (laughs) and tonight we're going to talk about four types of tiredness excuse me can you say we are so tired all five of them (laughs) (laughs) sometimes it could feel cathartic to exhale and say i'm tired It's necessary to acknowledge when we are feeling tired. However, it can also help to be specific with ourselves in regard to what kind of tiredness we're experiencing so we can choose more effective self-care. It can also help to communicate to others the nuances around fatigue you feel so they can better support you. Saying, I'm tired, might not be enough information for other people to understand what you are experiencing. So here are five ways that we can experience being tired. First on the list, emotionally tired. Let's just all take a deep breath. (sighs) Doyen didn't do it. Oh, you did. Okay, okay. I did. I, I, I said you did. You did. You did. Okay. And I didn't. Let go of my breath until I saw you were let going of it. <laughs> <laughs> no, this isn't a timed one. This is just a deep breath. Because just looking at this is making me tired. Okay, so number one, emotionally tired. This is the one, this is one of the most common types of tiredness felt by helping professionals. Emotional exhaustion is an important symptom of burnout to be aware of. Empathetic distress or compassion fatigue can also fit in here. We can become emotionally tired when dealing with the emotions of others or become drained with having a large output of emotional labor. Our own emotional ups and downs can take up energy, space, and time. However, what can be more tiring than dealing with our own difficult emotions is the energy drain that comes from suppressing our feelings and not dealing with the feelings that are there. Um, And I'm just going to say, I feel like I am perpetually emotionally tired. I would definitely say as an empath, that's a thing. Like we, and they said compassion fatigue, and that's a big thing. It's like, I'm not only tired from my own emotions, but I'm picking up everybody else's and Mm -hmm. Maybe I shouldn't be a doula now that I think about it. Anyways, go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) Number two, physical fatigue. We often expect a lot of our bodies to sit at a computer for a long period of time, to sleep when we want to sleep, to digest and metabolize food, or to maintain a state of health. We can also experience physical fatigue from too much or from too little physical activity. The physical fatigue we can be impacted, I'm sorry, physical fatigue we feel can be impacted by our diet, sleep, biochemistry, and physiology. With physical fatigue, it's important to remember that rest is not always the immediate answer because we may first need to do things that support quality rest and sleep, such as, you know, regular movement, not eating too much sugar, and setting boundaries with technology. Um, they didn't have to step on my toes, but they did. <laughs> I was going to say, how did it go hurt my feelings in the last sentence? <laughs> I mean, they didn't have to, but they did. They figured out a way <laughs> to do so. Um, mm. Mental fatigue. Number three is mental fatigue. Your brain uses up a significant amount of your body's energetic resources. Have you seen The Queen's Gambit on Netflix? Stanford professor of neurology Robert Sapolsky said that chess grandmasters can burn 6,000 calories a day in tournaments. Mental exercise requires endurance 
and the amount of decision making, changes, strategy, stress, uncertainty, focus, and thinking our brains have had to do this past year, this past few years, has required a lot of energy. I mean, because when you say in a word, you say in a word. It has required a lot. But before getting frustrated with yourself when you're having a hard time making decisions or solving problems, thinking or planning, it can help to first check in to see if your brain is tired and to be realistic about your cognitive resources. And I try to do that a lot. Like, in real life, I try to... (laughs) Some days I'm floating on bare minimum and I'm just doing the best I can and when people come to me with things that really can wait, um, you know, at work, I will tell them, I don't have the bandwidth for this today. It can mm-hmm. wait. Let's do this again tomorrow. Like, because otherwise I'm just going to be sitting there looking. And then also I may mm-hmm. say something not so nice. So there's mm-hmm. that. <laughs> or I may not be listening. That's a big thing too. Um, I would definitely say I'm really mad just to share medicine, ADHD I have that my brain has not figured out how to let me burn 6,000 calories a day just based on the way I think. <laughs> I'm kind of jealous. <laughs> um, and I I think I, I told you today, I was like, part of my problem is prioritization. Like, I know I had to do 11 different things. I don't know how to focus on one and then go to the next and go to the next and go to the next or how to pick which one to go to (laughs) and so that is a bit of mental fatigue in itself when you do have ADHD is like you have all these thoughts and trying to figure out how to prioritize it ass um (laughs) for years I had I used a very expensive planner it's Mm. Weber uh with one b w E-B-E-R. Mm-hmm. And this particular planner forces you to prioritize things. So there's one part where there are like three things that like have to be done today. And it may be three, or I'm just saying out three. I don't know how many, but like there's one part where this is what has to be done today. Then there's a list. And then you kind of prioritize that list. And I actually... One of my professors introduced this planner to us and Mm -hmm. like, like we, we did a little mini course on the planner because eventually Mm -hmm. you learn, well, if it got pushed to the next day, it never should have been an A in the first place. So you learn Mm -hmm. a better, like, I don't have to use, um, that particular planner anymore because for some, I mean, for like let's see uh probably 2008 yeah i think that's when i had dr bunch so about 2008 so um i i just recently stopped using it within the last like uh maybe five or so years and Mm -hmm. i still use a pretty complex planner but i don't I, i don't have to use that one it doesn't have to tell me to do these things because now i've learned how to do them from practice um, and is forcing yourself to like do it and stick with it. Like it's, it is hard, mm-hmm. especially for those of us who like, especially those of us who like, A, I need to check something off so I feel completed. Also, because it is very hard for me to prioritize. I'm really bad at time management. I end up mm-hmm. taking on way more than I should, but it was, it was a lifesaver learning to do that. Yeah. Still not the best at it, but I anyway. was, <laughs> yeah, I think right now my biggest thing is like, if something comes up to my brain, I'm like, oh, let me do this before I forget. But while I'm doing that one thing, then I have something else. I'm like, yes. oh, let me do this before that's, I forget. That's, that's what it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and is- so like, if anything, I just need a list of things I need to do before I forget and I write it so I can go back to focusing on a thing that I need to, that I'm doing at the time. So it's like, I have to have two do this for some reason. <laughs> so number four, 
is social fatigue. And I'm just going to say yes, yes, and yes. Mm-hmm. We can become tired from too much social interaction or too little social interaction or from not engaging in the kind of social interaction that aligns with mm-hmm. your personality. That's a big one. Being socially tired can also involve your virtual interactions, social media use, or involvement in social, political, or global movements. Loneliness can also contribute to fatigue and can be experienced in the body as stress, as can spreading yourself too thin amongst too many people. Really? Life is just balance. I mean, that is what... That is what this article is telling me. And I try to protect myself from social fatigue. Um, As far as social media goes, I'm really, and not just social media, but any any type of media, I'm really good Mm -hmm. at skipping stories or uh, news drops or anything like that that I know I can't handle right now. Like, I'm really good. Like, there's some things going on on the timeline and like I kind of have an idea but not really because I won't read it I am right on the line between extrovert and introvert and so and I just I just love new ideas and so I always want to like come up with new things for like me and my friends to do and then I'm like the day I'm like why the fuck did I sign up for this shit (laughs) So I social fatigue is a really big one for me. And also I will say to some extent, I don't know if it's this one or the next one. Being black is just a general sense of fatigue mm-hmm. of dealing with the shit of being black. <laughs> you know, and I don't know, but that was just what I thought about when you're talking about that is like we're talking about social media use you know we've heard about more people being killed for over a decade social media sometimes i'm just like i can't do social media let me go to pinterest let me get distracted yeah by this 1700 charcuteries i can make because i cannot do this anymore and listen um we're aware that those stories are important And Mm -hmm. the updating of those stories is important. But I personally cannot take it. Like, I cannot deal with Mm -hmm. any more abuse to Black bodies. So I will skip over it. And sometimes I feel bad because I feel like it's not honoring this person. Or, Mm -hmm. you know, but I'm not desensitized to it. I'm not... Mm -hmm over yes i'm overlooking it because i don't want to deal with it but not because it makes me uncomfortable but because it is constantly looking at someone who looks like me being Mm -hmm. victimized and so like you do what you have to do to protect yourself yeah we're barely over i'm still not over we just finished dealing we're still not finished dealing we had just found out about brianna taylor where George Floyd happened. Yeah. And so George Floyd, I was like, okay, I got this. I, I cannot deal with this. And then everybody else in the world was like, oh, let's deal with this. I'm like, yeah, I'll just now here <laughs> dealing with shit. And it's Anyways, important for those story. stories to be out there. Like, I get it. I get yeah. it. But I'm yeah, just but it, even like, yeah, even my job, like they were having sessions and stuff like that. And I told my boss, I was like, I, I can't do this. I, yeah. I've i dealt with too many black men and women dying. Well, and you didn't gonna, need to Y'all be are there. just learning about this. You're not the one who needed so to be I there. So I stepped away. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. I was I'm like, y'all can quick. have those conversations. I don't have to be there. Exactly. <laughs> and number mm-hmm. five. Last, but definitely not least. Um, hold on. My computer is trying to update Java. <laughs> Let's just... Listen, I still had to use Java for work. <laughs> I know. Uh, I, I know. was like, I haven't had a Java update. So I still have to... <laughs> and I skip all the updates because our system is very antiquated. It's the system used by the State Department. 
And if you do too many updates, mm. it gets wonky. So I skipped the updates. <laughs> Anywho, let's get back to our fifth type of tiredness. I will so, say thank you. I needed that laugh because I was already <laughs> tired. And thank you. Crack me the fuck up. Okay, go ahead. Number five, soul exhaustion. If you are feeling all the types of fatigue above or feeling like fatigue is coming from a deep place, deep, deep place within that is hard to describe, this could be tiredness on the soul level. It may sound scary, but soul exhaustion is not something to panic about. It can be a natural part of our soul's growth and learning process. Whew. Like the way a spiritual crisis can lead to a spiritual awakening, soul exhaustion can be an important time of recalibration, rebirth, and reflection. Re, re, re. Our souls are resilient, and it's okay for our souls to be tired at times. It's also mm-hmm. important to remember that we can feel tired, not just from doing too much, but from a lack of engagement and things that are meaningful and purposeful to us on a soul level. Sometimes fatigue can come after a big accomplishment or after you've invested yourself in something meaningful. We are not avoiding being tired. Just try not to be hard on yourself for being tired when you are. However, Mm -hmm. what we are trying to avoid is levels of exhaustion that are unhealthy. And we also Mm -hmm. do not want to go through life feeling tired all the time. We also want to be careful of normalizing or glorifying the experience of being tired. We don't want to use Mm -hmm. tiredness as a measuring stick for productivity or success. Nothing irks me more. (laughs) I left that alone in the pandemic. I was like, I don't, I don't have to be tired. I shouldn't be tired. You don't have to be (laughs) tired. Listen, Ariana Huffington Huffington from HuffPost taught me Mm -hmm. no. You don't need to be Mm -hmm. tired. Like, that is not a sign of success. Mm -hmm. That is not a sign that you are working harder than someone. Mm -hmm. Get your sleep. Get your sleep. Do what you need to do. Which we don't, but it's okay. It's okay. But it's not because I'm trying (laughs) to prove a point. (laughs) Yeah. The longer I stay in this stuffy closet, like, the, the more my nose closes up. Like, I can hear my voice changing from, like, when we first started <laughs> recording. Tonight. Okay, so your nose is tired, so we're going to wrap <laughs> this up. Just getting just stuffed up. Um, All of these types of tiredness can be overwhelming. So be patient with yourself. Take a moment mm-hmm. and try to understand your tiredness before making assumptions. The next time you find yourself thinking or saying, I'm tired, gently nudge yourself to be more specific with what tired means to you. I don't, I just I just feel like it's important to know what kind of tired you are so that you mm-hmm. know what you need. Have a laser like mm-hmm. focus so you know what you need. And if you fall into that fifth category of being just soul exhausted, it may be time for a whole new reset and and I'm okay with that. I would definitely say our last episode of season one never happened because I was so fully exhausted. Mm. I just never posted it. It's just there in our hearts. <laughs> but I, I, I totally get it. And I, yeah, I think the biggest thing is understanding yourself and knowing that like I, I love the new like black soft black girl soft life Mm -hmm. movement and being like we don't have to grind and i know it we we as women we're always going to like push we're always going to want to make things better than we left it but sometimes we can also prioritize ourselves yeah and and so like today i had a massage and i was beating myself up because all i did was think hard through my massage then i got my eyebrows done (laughs) and i fell asleep and i was like Way to go, girl. <laughs> <Listen>. <laughs> may not come when you want it, but it's always yes. Okay. <laughs> it's just, but yeah, like just being able to, you know, like I do have a lot of stuff going on, but being able to just step back and rest 
I know Chris and I always talk about how we don't sleep. And it's funny because my uh, therapist is like, no, my psychologist, I see a lot of people about my brain. But anyway, she was like, maybe just take a small dose melatonin. I'm like, <laughs> the A, that's not going to put me to sleep. And B, I'll probably still have weird dreams. But <laughs> yes, yes, that is my biggest thing with melatonin are the dreams. Um, mm-hmm. Do you know I've never had a massage? I have never had a massage and I've bought like a gajillion massages because I'm, mm-hmm. I was, my mom likes them so much. And so mm-hmm. I buy them quite often for her for different things, but like, I've never had a massage and I'm just real ugh, about a stranger touching me. And my mom is like, girl, on the flip side, I was getting a normal massage. I was like, where are these people out here getting like, See, Dora trying to get a happy ending. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, why do I keep getting normal massages? What's if I go like slide their hand in the wrong place? Here I am scared for somebody to touch my shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> and Doya over here having bang bus dreams. <laughs> <laughs> or no, that would be more nubile or however you pronounce that. I would say brazzers. Brazzers. <laughs> <laughs> But, oh God. no, I just, I keep a lot of tension in my shoulders. So I need somebody to like abuse me um, <laughs> to get it out. But well, that's what I've been told. It would help yeah. me if I did it. But anywho, yeah. so now we're going to move on to our favorite part of the show. So buy you a dream. I have a person I want to buy a drink for. Okay. Um, my friend Crystal, she was like a coworker that became a work wife, and then we worked different jobs, and so she's like working her way to Bessie level. Now, I do super love her, but she told me she was like, anytime y'all do the clink clink, she's like, I'm so thirsty. She's pregnant right now, so <laughs> she's like, oh, I want a drink, and so I want to buy her a mocktail. We're gonna get her a version mojito because yes. we love mojitos. Yes. So I want to buy her a drink because she is so loving and supportive and I spend hours talking to her all the time. So, (laughs) you know what? I had a friend who did that when she was pregnant and she, she made it like to month seven or eight. And she was like, I just had to make me a virgin margarita. She said, I just had to have that taste in my mouth. Mm. (laughs) I was like, you wasted perfectly good margarita mix <laughs> it's like, like, you, just don't understand. you just don't understand it's just like i needed but, the taste in my mouth i'm like listen i get it because if yeah. i ever had a baby i would definitely mm-hmm. have to find me yeah. some version options <laughs> she's growing my baby girl i have so many little girl clothes uh we're still negotiating the the future sorority stuff because you know oh, me. Um, she'll be okay. She'll, she'll deal with it. She'll be alright. <laughs> but uh, definitely buy her a drink because she has been supportive in the whole podcast journey, and it just cracked me up that she was like, hearing that sound, I was like, mm, I'm thirsty. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> poor thing. Bless your heart. <laughs> I'm gonna have a Shirley Temple just for you, Crystal. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, so tonight- I will not. I will have hard alcohol but i love you <laughs> see i was trying to i was trying to soften the blow i mean <laughs> um tonight i'm gonna buy a quick drink for just all caretakers that is all yeah um so doyan why don't you tell the people like how to talk to us very carefully because we're exhausted mm-hmm. um, <laughs> But um, we are on the Instagram as Poor Life Decision. Please, please, please go like our posts because, you know, the algorithm is just kicking our ass right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we are also on the Twitter as PLD Pod. Um, Chris, have you been keeping it late with the TV tweets? Are there any TV things happening? I'm doing my cartoon face. <laughs> no, there aren't any, there aren't any things yet, but... Sunday, this Sunday, mm-hmm. August 21st, mm-hmm. House of the Dragon, and I will live tweet it. What's we, that? We... 
sorry, y'all. Dorian gave me palpitations. <laughs> I'm is that your weird Game of Thrones thing? Yes, it is. Okay. <laughs> It is the break off to, I mean, you can't really call it a sequel. It's really a prequel to Game of Thrones. Mm. Um, I've been reading the book Fire and Blood in preparation for it. And let me tell y'all, any of you uh, Game of Thrones fans, if you've read any of the books, um, and if you're interested in reading this one right quick before, mm-hmm. first of all, if you mm-hmm. hadn't started it, maybe if you're an avid reader, you can read it in time, but it's super thick, like all of his books are. It's really thick. Also, it is more of a history book than a novel, but it is so juicy and it is so good. And I'm almost done. I, I'm on, I've got like three, three more chapters. I'm almost done. So I'll be done by Sunday and I cannot wait. And matter of fact, Doyen, I'm going to remind you so we can do like a graphic so we can remind everybody because I'm excited. We haven't had, it was just so hard because everything I've been watching has been streaming and mm-hmm. I just don't like to live tweet that, but this is a show that has a time. Speaking of a show with a time, I'm just cutting in on everything, but it's fine. Um, so Westworld, we had the season finale last night. You still watching it? I'm not gonna say how I feel about it, but <laughs> I will say this: that season finale really could end up being a series finale because it was. It was kind of definite. And we know there's a lot going on at HBO. And I'm going to be honest, I really don't know everything that's going on there because I tried to read things and my brain, I don't understand. Like, I understand what they're saying, you know, Discovery took over and blah, blah, blah. How does it affect me? That's what I'm not mm. quite understanding yet. So a lot of shows, like there's a, there's a huge chance that this may be Westworld's final season against their will. So, I will say, the last man on Earth, I watched the whole show, and it ended, and they didn't like, they just didn't renew the season. And I was confused, so I watched the show again. <laughs> was it on So I realized it was just the last season. No, I think it was like CW, or, I don't know, it was something. Okay. But I, remember, I was really confused. I remember the show. I just didn't watch it. But another pod that I listened to. Uh, listen, this is my favorite pod. I almost always only listen to PLD. But I was listening to another pod. And <laughs> I didn't realize that that show is based on a comic book. And so they were kind of talking about it. Yeah. And, but, now, like, literally last episode was like, oh, fuck. And they showed some more people because the, the world was ending. And that was it. And I was like, y'all, I don't care if you're ending this show. Give me a finale. I don't care if you don't want to do it anymore. Give me my finale. I just So it ended on a cliffhanger for the next season or the show did not Mm -hmm. get renewed? It ended on a cliffhanger for the next season and then the show didn't get renewed. I'm okay with the cliffhanger for the next season. Um, No, fuck that. (laughs) I'm, I'm okay with that. But I do understand um those shows who are not sure that sometimes mm-hmm. they do go ahead and wrap everything up like they leave enough left they didn't wrap it up like i, I understand shows that do that um but you know they must have had big hopes <laughs> mm-hmm. listen a lot of i i really don't understand what all this means for hbo and hbo max mm-hmm. and all that i'm just waiting on someone to explain what it means for me like, I, I get the merger mm. and all that. I just need to know how this is going to affect me and my watch. Yeah, I I think everybody tried to jump into the streaming game realizing that we only had limited attention. And so, like, like Netflix has been struggling because we have limited attention. And, like, everybody's trying to do these, like, unique shows. And, again, we have limited attention. Stop being greedy. My attention is very limited. I mean, <laughs> and I I get that, but it seems like, I don't know. I don't want to speak on it because I really don't understand how it's going to apply to me. But it seems like HBO, it seems like they had the leeway to say, we're going to do this how we want to do it. 
because mm-hmm. HBO Max because they can't taking any losses like they right yeah they they're still doing the best so anywho it is what it is okay um lastly I would say where we do have an Etsy page you can buy some things and. Pumpkin spice is happening this month because <laughs> guess what? Next month will be pumpkin beer, and so get you an uh, Alexa, bring me my pumpkin beer koozie. Listen, Just saying. <laughs> check out that Etsy shop. Lots of cute gifts, and you know the reports are coming out already um, about how we may experience shipping delays for the holidays. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and start. Go, go ahead and get your favorite aunt. That may contain alcohol mug because mm-hmm. we know. Protect your coins today. Really? Buy them presents today. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, please be sure to check us out on Apple Podcasts or Spotify to leave us a glowing review. Make sure you give us five stars because the others don't work. After you leave your review, take a screenshot. Slide in our DM so that Dory can send you a cute treat. Yeah, funny enough, in my job, we were doing an event and people were rating it. I was like, please leave it five stars because the other ones don't work. Listen, you have to help people out sometimes. You have to help them out. They don't always know what they're doing. Okay, friends. Um, We're going to say just take care of yourself and self-care means a variety of things sometimes it's just putting your phone on that good do not disturb listen and just doing something you enjoy (laughs) that's the move for me as chris would say we have to wear and would the sun be sunning in a way they ain't been sunning before okay so please don't forget (laughs) your sunscreen listen i've been seeing so many i know it's none of our listeners i know it's none of our listeners but i've been seeing so many black people post pictures of sunscreen with a white cast on their face and they're saying i give up i try to do sunscreen doesn't work listen first of all there's always sunscreen for black girls that's number one Mm -hmm. that's our og go-to and then Mm -hmm. we can always find other sunscreens that don't leave a cast like i said anything that's considered um, a part of the Korean beauty, the Australian beauty. Those are really good about not leaving a cast because those people have darker skin. I'm just saying. I know that's none of our listeners because our listeners know if mm-hmm. all else fails, get you some black girl sunscreen. Mm-hmm. That's all I got to say. Did you see about the trend that they were like a Korean beauty trend, but it was really just them putting on lotion? <laughs> no. <laughs> I was so mad at that shit. I'm like, okay, so the Koreans said put on lotion and y'all finally gonna put on lotion. But anyways, that's a whole different story. (laughs) All right, y'all. We love you. Be good to yourself. Get the kind of rest that you need for your kind of tired. Mm -hmm. um, Check on one of your loved ones Mm -hmm. this week. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying today. Because, you know, whatever. This week. Mm -hmm. Just check on somebody you love. That's right. That's right. Y'all have a great week. That's right. Love y'all. Bye. Bye. We love y'all. Made his ass the ex. He was about to be my BD. Thank you for calling Planned Parenthood. I be like I'm done with him. This time that nigga blew Could he come and fuck the brains out of my ass and give me back?